Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News. I am your host, Bravo and Botox, here to bring you all the news, gossip, tea, you know, whatever you want to call it. It is, you know, it's really the countdown to Christmas for all those who celebrate Christmas. Um, so it's it's a busy time. I gotta say, that's why I'm late today. I had to do Christmas shopping. I had a limited time frame to wrap gifts for my daughter before she got home from school because then she'll, you know, it'll ruin the magic, right? We need the magic. So, and you know, I get like a different wrapping paper from Santa, like the whole shebang. So, anyways. Um, I'm glad that's done. I got most of it done. I still have a little bit left, but you know, hopefully this podcast finds you well. Maybe you're getting ready for Christmas and doing all that stuff and you need something to listen to while you do it. <laughs> so let's get right into it on that note. Before we start, please make sure you rate, review and subscribe. It helps so much to have, you know, ratings. Give me a five-star review and rating. I would love that. Thank you. It helps the podcast grow. It helps, you know, bump me up in the Apple and Spotify listens and get me on more people's radars. So please do that. Um, You know, I'm also on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and join my Patreon. $5 a month gets you four extra podcasts a month. Um, a great deal. And, you know, this week I'm going to be talking about the Vanderpump Rules trailer and, you know, some of my thoughts that go along with that and my thoughts about the new Ultimate Girls trip and, um, you know, some other gossip and things like that. And I get a lot more in depth about that stuff, um, you know, and you can comment and we can discuss. So if you're interested, please check that out. Patreon patreon.com slash bravo and botox or if you're not interested and you just want to give me five dollars a month because you know you're a fan and you want to support me that's cool too like patreon's just a great way to support content creators and you know help them keep doing what they're doing um so if you are of that mindset i appreciate that too Um, Or you can come in and listen to me talk more. (laughs) All right. So let's start off with um, Monica Garcia from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because after last week's episode, there was like this whole thing about her with Bermuda. And was it a setup? Like, did she actually, you know, was she actually intending on meeting with her family or was it all a setup? Um, you know, was it all faked basically? Because I think a lot of people get like scammy vibes from Monica, which 
That's fair. I kind of do too. I still like her. Don't get me wrong. But like I, you know, I don't believe everything she says. Like I take everything with a grain of salt. But anyways, she, so she put up this post and she was like, you know, she was pissed off, right? Like she's like a lot of people are accusing me of basically faking this whole thing and that I was never really supposed to meet with my family in Bermuda. So yeah, so she was upset about this and basically said like production spoke with my family in Bermuda, communicated with them, met with them, went to their homes, visited with them, signed stuff to film for my birthday and everything. That's a direct quote. So she talks about how she's upset that people think she like staged it, the whole like her family canceling on her or whatever. Um, but she posted receipts and, you know, a long caption on social media about how this is BS and it's true. I mean, my advice for Monica is kind of like my advice for a lot of these Bravo stars is like, you're kind of wasting your breath and your time with this. If there's people that doubt this, they're still going to doubt it. Like I read through all her receipts. Seems like pretty legit, you know, based on the text from production. You can go to her Instagram and see them if you want, but they're not like that interesting. But at the end of the day, I was like, is this really like, I don't know. Like, I was like, why is she so bothered about this? Maybe it's just, you know, she's new or she's really like, involved in the social media thing. Like she follows me. She comments on like my Instagram a lot. I do think that she's like concerned with what people think of her. And I think a lot of that is because she's so well liked. So I think having so much support and this happens all the time. This was the same thing that happened with Bryn, right? When you have everyone like loving you and then they come out and criticize something, then I think you're more sensitive to it, especially if you're new. I think that was what happened with Bryn. That's what's happening with Monica. I also think that like Monica is, here's the thing though. I think people like Monica because she's a good housewife and she brings good drama, but most people I think still don't like 100% trust her. Like I don't think fans think she's like, you know, this moral, 100% honest person. And I don't think everyone believes 100% of what she says. So I think she needs to kind of get used to that. Like, people are going to question her. I really think they're going to question her. And I think, you know, like I said, I get like some scammy vibes. So, and I mean, there was something else too. Um, this week, you know, with her putting out like, or not even this week, but in the last couple weeks, but like her putting out her mug shot and, you know, just almost like trying to get ahead of things. I'm going to talk about it more on my Patreon, but something isn't adding up. I have some thoughts. Um, so let's talk about Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Morocco. Oh, we were supposed to get it. I it, it looks like we're not going to get it. Like, I'm just, you know, I said this before. I'll say it again. It's just not looking good. Um, however, Brandy, 
has a lot to say about it recently. And, you know, I, I do I report on everything Brandy says? No, because a lot of it is like, okay, it's Brandy, right? Um, and a lot of it is like just her ranting and, you know, doesn't always make total sense. But anyways, it's highly unlikely that we're not going to see it. Um, there's just, you know, this big controversy with Caroline Manzo and Brandy. Um, so Brandy responded. So there was a report, um, from Collider.com. Brandy responded on Twitter and said, you know, this is character assassination. I am fucking innocent. Producer told Marco to dance. JP, they had pretty sure told me to rip his shirt off. That is the only time I had interaction with Marco. I was doing what I was told. So Brandy's saying that, okay, so this is the butler guy from season two of Ultimate Girls Trip. So Brandy's saying that she was told to rip his shirt off and all that, which, I mean, maybe that's true. If she has evidence of that, if they told her to do that, then he needs, like, because he's suing her, I think in Phaedra if I remember correctly. Um, However, you know, that being said, I think he still has a case. Maybe he just needs to direct his lawsuit at Bravo. Um, Or maybe he is already. Maybe they're part of it. I don't even know. All I know is that he'll get a lot more money out of Bravo. He's much more likely to get something out of them than he is with Brandy. Uh, Anyway, so Brandy also says, our butler in Morocco was told to flirt with me specifically. I asked him if he had a girlfriend. He said yes, and I told him not to do it, and I did not participate. He was lovely. I didn't want his life ruined. So I'm assuming this is a different butler because she says Morocco. I am completely innocent. The producers ask you to do something, and then you get in trouble for it. The producers need to follow the rules. So that was her other tweet. So then she posted um, basically a conversation between her and a producer. And she said, producers may not shove the alcohol down our throats, but they sure do encourage it even in Morocco during the day where it's illegal to drink, which she's gotten a lot of backlash for because a lot of people who live in Morocco were saying that's bullshit. You can drink. But then she responded and said, no, but you can't walk around during the day drinking like while you're shopping in the market or whatever, which like out like with vodka out of paper or in water bottles, that's illegal, which I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, like that's illegal in like a lot of places, but whatever. Anyways, um, I so she's saying that they put vodka in water bottles, I guess. But I'm like. Do you have proof that production told you to do that? Because then the conversation she posts, like, it doesn't prove that. So really what it says is, so this is from a producer to Brandy. You, Vicky, and Eva should pull Phaedra aside to talk about your drinking game set up for today while at the Spice Market. Okay. That's it. I... I don't know. It's not giving what she thinks it's giving. Like, so it doesn't even say that the drinking game is their idea. Like, looking at this, it sounds like the drinking game was Vicky and Eva's idea with Brandy. 
and that they're like, you should just talk about this while you're at the spice market. Like, I don't think this is doing what Brandy thinks it's doing. And it's certainly not encouraging it. Like, it's yes, it's encouraging them to talk about a specific topic. But that's probably because they want to make a consistent storyline, right? Like, they're following the story, but they also want to fill in some of the gaps so that it has, like, there is some storytelling to this, right? So they'll talk about it, and then they'll do it later. I don't know. I don't think it's proving what she thinks it's proving. Then she says, and even though I may like some of these producers, I'm not taking them off for them. I don't know. She, I don't know what she meant. I'm not taking it for them, maybe. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's time to fight back. The truth always comes out. I'm not going down just because people see me as an easy pile on at the moment. All of these other women vouch for me. It's interesting to see who Marco's lawyer is. Check it out. These producers need to be held accountable. So I don't know who Marco's lawyer is. I'm assuming that it's someone that maybe has to do with Caroline Manzo as well, I guess. Maybe she's saying there's some kind of conspiracy going on. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not like the type who's like not willing to listen to a Bravo conspiracy. I am. There could be a conspiracy happening. But so far, she hasn't released anything that really proves anything. So there's that. Um, so the Vanderpump Rules trailer came out. Big deal. Um, and people are dragging or were dragging Lala. It's kind of fizzled now. But they were really dragging Lala for jealousy. She's jealous of Ariana. She's, you know... We knew, like, she would flip sides, like, all this stuff. So Lala posts a naked picture and then captions it, jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants? Which, like, haha, that's funny. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I do think Lala is jealous, which, I like, it's kind of understandable. Like, you know... Ariana is getting maybe all the attention and opportunities and stuff that a lot of these other people have wanted or could ever hope for as reality stars. Lala probably feels like her guy was, you know, he had an LA Times article and he was even more disgusting and he was even worse than Tom Sandoval. So, you know, why didn't she get any of this? But like, I think what she needs to understand is that she the way that she entered that relationship was just in a way that is going to make people not able to feel sorry for her. She's also like, she's, you know, she's controversial. She always has been. And, you know, she certainly is like the type of character that like not everyone is going to get behind if they're cheated on. Right. Especially because like she got with Rand and he was still like he was separated, whatever the case was. I don't know. A hundred percent. She says that she thought they were separated, but they weren't. But, you know, she was also like really rude to his ex and was like taunting her online. And like she her hands were not clean in that situation. So I can kind of see and, you know, just the way that she's been on the show and it's just hard for people to believe that she didn't know that Rand was this kind of guy. Like, I can just understand why, 
you know, I can understand why she has did not get the same sympathy. I also can understand why she's jealous. I get it. Anyways. So she posts this naked picture, which I think is like she looked hot, of course. She's got like a great body. She looked amazing. I thought it was a bad move. Because to me, it was like, I don't know. To me, the message, and this is just my interpretation, but to me, the message is like, look how hot I am. I would never be jealous of Ariana. Like a little bit of a like, I've got a better bod than you. I'm hotter than you. I don't know. And it's also like, yeah, we don't think you're like jealous of Ariana because of looks. That's not, and I'm not saying I think like because Lala's better or something. Like I think they're both gorgeous. What I'm saying is that Lala... I, like, I don't think anyone thought you were jealous because of appearances or anything. We thought you're jealous because of opportunities. Clearly. And you being, like, naked in this picture means, I don't know, to me it's meaningless. Again, it's kind of going back to, like, maybe, like, a woman's value and the most important thing is how she looks. So, I don't know. I didn't think it was the strongest post. Anyways, a little update on that. Lala did like an Amazon Live or something and basically said she's not jealous. She's happy for Ariana. And that, you know, the trailer is just cut in a way that, you know, is, gets us all talking. And like, you know, the usual kind of like politician-ish type of answer. So anyways, maybe that's true. Maybe she's not jealous. She does say it was taken out of context. So we'll see. I'm going to have to see it in context, but I don't know. I I do think that there is some jealousy there. It's clearly going to be a storyline, so there must be some discussion of it, and it must be some level a part of the season, at some level, sorry. So Sheena also has been making news since the preview because she went on the Bravo Hot Mic podcast and made this whole like teary-eyed speech about how, you know, it, it this has been so hard for her. And I don't really think Ariana's gonna ever understand how hard it is for me. And like literally says, like, you know, and and I can't I'm not supposed to say all this stuff because I'm not supposed to say it, you know, it's not make it all about myself and it's not about me. But then she goes on for like 10 minutes making it all about her. It is the most cringe thing. Like if you have not watched the clip, you need to go watch the clip. It is insanely cringy. I like I just couldn't believe she put this out there. Like, I was shook. I mean, like, my expectations for Sheena are low. Like, I do not have high expectations of Sheena, especially when it comes to, like, standing up for girls and being a girl's girl, because she's usually, like, the worst with that. But that being said, this was bad even for Sheena. Like, my God. And along with that, there's also the whole like Jack's appearing in the trailer. So he posts a picture of himself saying, I am back. That was his caption. And the hashtag was number one guy in the group. I was like, okay. 
Okay, Jax, keep dreaming, but I guess we'll see what happens. But I mean, clearly he's excited. His one little moment in the trailer, like it did not look like that exciting or like anything to write home about. But I guess he's, you know, he's he's in the trailer. So for Jax, that's like, I'm in the trailer. Um, So a little update too on Ariana, because she was on Watch What Happens Live and she said... So basically, the question was about the house. Um, and she said she wants to sell the house. But Tom's lawyer is MIA. So she's she wants to sell the house so that they can, like, split the whatever and move on. Um, but she's not getting any response from the lawyer. On the other hand, she's a New York Times bestseller for her cocktail book, Single as Fuck Cocktails, which, again... Another reason why I do think Lala is probably jealous because remember how bad Lala wanted to be on the New York Times bestseller list? That was like a storyline that she had. I can't remember if it was season eight or nine. I think it was season nine, but she had like a full storyline about not making it on the bestseller list. Like, I don't know. Lala just never, she never quite gets there. Like, she's just never been able to quite get to, like, the level that, like, even, like, Stassi before she got, like, canceled and now Ariana and, like, some of the other cat have been able to get to in terms of... And again, it's because she's, like, a controversial figure. I mean, I guess they all kind of are. Yes. But I think Lala just, like, she can really piss people off and then you can really like her. Like it goes, it kind of is so up and down. And like she is a star on the show. But like she doesn't have like the main character energy. She has like main character in an ensemble cast energy, but she doesn't have like the number one in the number one girl in the group. She's never quite had that. And probably because she came on the show later. Like, she wasn't one of the originals as well. Okay. Let's hopefully talk about Rachel for the last time ever. Because she was on her new podcast. Sorry if I sound nasally. I did that one on purpose, but still. Um, And basically reveals nothing, which I was very happy about. I saw a summary of it on my timeline and I of like the key points. And they are literally things that we have heard a million times already. Things like she was going through a hard time. She was not prioritizing her friendships. She blocked Tom after he wished her happy birthday. And it was a little hard for her to do that. She regrets filming season 10. She should have taken time for herself after her breakup with James. Like, literally, that's it. Like, my God, did she fumble this one. She gave everything away for free on Bethany's podcast. And to, like, you know, TMZ at the nail salon before the reunion. And that's it. Like, I don't know what she was thinking. And now, like, she's revealed this stuff in her first episode, which none of it is new. We've heard it all a million times. We heard it on Bethany's podcast. We've heard it from her 
just in general through her PR team. And now, what, we're supposed to listen to like an hour every week of your shaky ass voice? No, thank you. Like, pass. Seriously. It's not like, and she doesn't have the fan base. Like, I just like, I guess somebody must be listening. I don't know. We'll see how long it lasts, I guess. If she was still on the show, then she could have killed this podcast thing. Because if she was still on the show, she could be doing what the other people are doing. Telling their perceptions, right? Like giving their points of view each week or whatever. But she's not on the show. So like there's only so much to talk about. And this is just like way too late. Like as if she waited. This all happened in like what kind of March to June or July. Or yeah, May, sorry, was the season. And then there was still some talk a little bit after. And then now it's December. And now she's talking about it. Like, get out of here. Um, So Bethany had a little bit of a change of heart. So in an interview. OK, so first of all, there was this whole like show on Hulu about the reality reckoning. And even the interviewer like kind of shades Bethany and is like, didn't don't you kind of have Andy Cohen like to thank because like for your success or whatever. And like, you know, and there's like some tougher questions asked. And it's it's just a big flop. No one cares. Same as the um, the Vanity Fair article. It's just like her and Leah. And it's like all about like New York. And like it's not anything that we didn't already know. And it's all lame. No one gives a shit. It, no one was talking about it on social media except to like a couple people making fun of Bethany. So then Bethany was at the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball, which if you saw the pictures of Andy in his outfit, he's getting trolled for it big time. And he deserves it. It's a bad outfit. Okay, go look it up. You will laugh. He looks like a little kid who like, I don't know, put on his dad's clothes or something. Anyways, and, you know, she then in an interview, she's like, I saw him and I it just like reminded me that like, you know, we did have something. He's charming and like she's really all of a sudden reminiscing about like the good times and changing her tune. Like, Give me a break. She's really honestly it's she thinks that we don't see how transparent she is. Like, yeah, we see you. We see you failing at the reality reckoning and now you're trying to backtrack that's what's happening it's very obvious <sighs> okay I don't know what her next move is going to be I don't really want to know I'll be very happy to stop talking about Bethany but she comes up and you know the things I do for you all I gotta I'll talk about stuff that I don't even want to talk about because you need to know all the news okay all right, let's go to Beverly Hills. So Kyle, um, in an interview, discusses running into Sutton at Kathy Hilton's Christmas party. I think she was doing a live. She said she went up to her. She gave her a hug, Sutton a hug. And Sutton asked, like, what are you doing? Like in a joking way. And, and um, Kyle said, you're in trouble. And Kyle says that she said that jokingly. Oh, sorry, sorry. 
Sutton did not say, what are you doing in a joking way? Sutton just said, what are you doing when she hugged her? Like Sutton was like really taken aback. Kyle said in a joking way, you're in trouble, according to Kyle. And Sutton responded, how rude. And Kyle says on her live that she was just trying to break the ice and she doesn't know what's going on. I'm not sure I believe Kyle that she said you're in trouble in a joking way. I just, I don't know. I don't believe that. I could really see Kyle saying that, like, seriously. I just could. So again, the saga, the conflict continues. I, I'm glad we have, I'm really enjoying this, like, Kyle versus Sutton thing. This is, a, like, a feud I didn't even know could happen and could be this good. Because, like, yeah, they've had, like, little issues with each other, like, even last season. But we were so distracted by the bigger things, like Diana and and the Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna thing that, you know, I kind of forgot that these two can really go at it. And I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's good TV. And I like that it's still going because then, you know, we'll get a good reunion out of it. Maybe a continuation into next season. Like, you know, this is how you create sustainability for a show. All right. So. Crystal, a couple things about Crystal. First of all, first of all, she tells a very different story in the Beverly Hills after show about the Sutton eating a sandwich story. So if you listen to my last week's Bravo Weekly News episode uh, with Emily Hanks, she speaks Bravo. We talked about how uh, Teddy was, Teddy Mellencamp was going on about how like you know, apparently when they were on a trip, Sutton had a meltdown on the sprinter van or the bus or whatever because they only had these like sandwiches and she couldn't eat that and she was getting upset. And, you know, at the end of the day, she doesn't eat and she takes most of her calories in from vodka, whatever. So that was Teddy's story, making it sound like Sutton was a brat. Sutton didn't want to eat because she's maybe has an eating disorder how, you know, Teddy was kind of implying that, like, she should be open about it, like Crystal is. Like, it was just, it was bad. It was all bad. So then Crystal tells this story. The same story, but a very different version. So Crystal's version on the Beverly Hills after show is that Sutton was saying that she couldn't have the sandwich because she wouldn't be able to swallow it. And it was like, she was like kind of like having issues eating and was sometimes choking on food. Or like almost choking, basically. And that it was because of her esophagus problem and they knew that. And that she was having a lot of trouble because of the way the sandwiches were, whatever, right? And I could see a sandwich being like not the easiest thing, especially if you have like a, a stricture in the esophagus. I have learned so much about esophaguses in the last, is esophaguses or esophagi? <laughs> I've learned so much about them. That's the point. Um, anyways, so Crystal's story, completely different. Like Crystal makes it out like it's all about the esophagus thing, that there was choking or, or close to choking happening. And that there's, she's never seen anything that she thinks denotes an eating disorder. So screw you, Teddy Mellencamp. I cannot stand that woman. 
she's really just miserable. Honestly, I think she's miserable. She got kicked off the show. They replaced her with Sutton because Sutton is a thousand gajillion times better housewife, is way more entertaining. And Teddy is like the most boring vanilla housewife ever. And she's salty and she'll never stop. So I hope she does, but it doesn't seem like she will. So kind of on the same note, um, you know, we all saw Anne Marie, the new housewife of Beverly Hills, kind of being Kyle's little minion last week. And uh, Dr. Tiffany Moon, former real housewife of Dallas, we came online and much appreciated, set things straight. She basically said she explained all the medical kind of, you know, ins and outs of Sutton's condition, talked about what can cause it. And there's various things, um, a few different things, you know, that can cause it and talked about how basically a lot of what Anne-Marie said was not only irresponsible for her to even be speaking on someone's health um, when they're not your patient and you don't know their history, but also talked about how a lot of it was just plain wrong. Like she said, chewing your food more or for longer does nothing, basically. She said the only time thing that would make a difference would be if you literally blended it. She's like, there's no amount of like extra chewing that would make a difference when you have a stricture. She talked about like the way the surgeries that they can do to um, to help the problem, etc. And basically was like, you know, everything that Anne-Marie was saying was wrong, was just not medically correct. And she also said that, you know, she believes herself and other healthcare workers have a duty to not weaponize their position against people, you know, in regular life, obviously in professional life as well. So thank you, Dr. Moon. We all appreciate you. Um, Because obviously a lot of people were sending, (laughs) we're sending this to her. Um, On another note, that is sort of Beverly Hills adjacent, is Beverly Hills slash Miami. So it was confirmed that Crystal chose Larsa over Gertie for her Christmas party. So you may have seen this online already. I talked about this on my Patreon. Emily and I talked about it as well last week, but we didn't know. it. We were just guessing it was Crystal. And then a lot of people online were guessing it was Crystal too, and it just made sense. But then it was confirmed. Um, so there's been a little bit of an update because Crystal was on Watch What Happens Live And basically her, I don't know, her explanation was a little bit of a word salad, if I'm going to be honest, like she was just kind of going around in circles. But basically she said that Larsa lives down the street from her and is actually her neighbor. So I guess Larsa has another home, which that I guess that makes sense anyways. Um, And that she had pretty much like invited Larsa first and, you know, it was her neighbor. So that's why she chose Larsa over Gertie. She said she she felt bad. She didn't want to disinvite her. She did text her and apologize and that Gertie was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I totally understand. And that Crystal was like, we'll hang out at Kathy's party. And Gertie was like, yeah, for sure. And then she said they hung out at Kathy's party. Everything was fine. They took pictures together. 
Um, and she basically said she didn't know like this was a thing until she <clears throat> heard about it online and on the podcast. Um, and she says that, you know, Gertie said she totally understood. I mean, it doesn't seem like Gertie totally understood. So either Crystal severely misinterpreted it. I don't know why I just spoke like Teresa Judice with interpreted it. Sorry. <laughs> it's either Crystal completely misinterpreted Gertie's reaction, or maybe she couldn't get like her tone over text. Or it's that, you know, Gertie pretended she was cool with it. Because, like, what else are you going to do but be polite in the moment, which I get. But really deep inside, Gertie was hurt. Right? And maybe Gertie also kind of feels like, I'm the one who's been through a hard time. And Lars is the one who made that hard time harder. Yet she gets to go. And maybe Gertie really wanted to go. Which I think is fine. Um... However, then Crystal kind of was like, you know, sorry, I don't watch your show. Because <laughs> Marisol was there. Was it Marisol? Yeah, I think it was Marisol. Anyways, she's like, she doesn't watch the show a lot. Sorry, sorry, I don't watch the show a lot. Like, you know. Um, and then she's like, but so, you know, I didn't really know the situation like between you guys. So anyway, she had this whole like, I don't know long ass way too need way longer than it needed to be explanation i think they're both kind of telling the truth in a way i think gertie was probably like yeah no problem because like what are you gonna say you're not that close with this person you don't know them that well you're you're not gonna be like fuck you bitch like right because i mean maybe if there was filming and cameras she would but anyways the point is that you're not going to do that, but then inside you could still be hurt. And I can understand Crystal being taken aback because she thought everything was cool and now Gertie's going on multiple podcasts talking about it. So yeah, there you go. Maybe they'll do a squash that beef next BravoCon. Add it to the list, Andy Cohen. I would love to see it. All right, let's talk about Melissa and Joe Gorga. Because they are getting sued again. They get sued a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Um, but they're getting sued for $1.4 over alleged permanent injuries. Okay. So, good luck with this one, guys. But basically... All right, let me see. Where was the... Okay, so a woman named Blanca Hernandez claimed she was permanent, and I'm reading this um, from the source's Reality T. Um, basically, Blanca Hernandez claimed she was permanently injured at a property owned by Gorga Enterprises. She wants a whopping $1.4 million for her troubles. So they were sued over this situation, and the situation occurred in January 2021. She says she was severely incapacitated um, at their location, which was 10 Cortland Street in New Jersey, which was supposed to be maintained by um, Joe and Melissa's company. Um, she says basically the property was not maintained in a safe manner and that she has suffered diverse injuries, great pain and suffering has occurred and will continue in the future to incur extensive medical expenses, permanent injuries, 
suffered physical and emotional injuries of both a temporary and permanent nature. Nature suffered considerable pain and anguish and loss of wages. Okay. Obviously, Gorga denies it all and said that they are not liable. So it also says um, that, or sorry, Joe Gorga's camp basically also said that um, Blanca's injuries and damages, if any, were the result of circumstances over which the defendants have no control. Okay. So we will see. Interesting. Um, obviously, Melissa and Joe would love this whole thing to be dismissed. Um, but Gorga Enterprises has not even responded to the suit. So, okay. And I guess they do have a firm representing them at trial. So there's that. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Melissa and Joe. (laughs) I never forget about Melissa and Joe's first Christmas on Real Housewives of New Jersey because they were so shameless and they were such cringy a-holes. Like, it was like, they were just so fake. It was the fakest thing. It was one of the fakest housewife scenes. But like looking back on it, I just think it's hilarious. But it's like, like Melissa putting on like the like Louboutin shoes. And then she like puts her leg up. And she's like, how do they look, babe? You know, and Joe's like, yeah, I picked those out, you know. And then they're like, he comes down with like the Louis Vuitton luggage or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's going to cost more than my house, you know. And they're just like showing off everything and just like pretending to be like the perfect family. And then I think that's the same season where like then you fast forward over to Teresa and Joe Judice and he's like so hungover. He can't even get up off the couch and he's like just holding the camcorder up, no shirt on. <laughs> it's just the two opposites but like so funny okay anyways oh those were the days new jersey christmases were the best it's like it should be illegal that we don't have them anymore like i want them back i know it wouldn't be the same but you know i just want it all right last thing for today last but definitely not least alexis bellino and john jansen Seen, photographed, making out. I think it was on a boat. But if you listen closely, you can hear Shannon Bador right now saying, Are you freaking kidding me? Somewhere. Somewhere Shannon is saying, Are you kidding me? Listen, I make a joke, but I actually feel bad for Shannon. It's shitty to have like your ex boyfriend, you know gallivanting with this like other new woman who's like hot and also who's like kind of part of your social circle and who you've been friends with in the past like I don't know it's just it's not cool I feel bad for Shannon all right so I just want to say a couple Christmas announcements um I'm going to be giving you an episode on Christmas Merry Christmas my loves Happy holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. But yes, I am going to be giving you an episode. And it is going to be my next Richard Sisters episode. So what I'm going to do next weekend is I'm going to release that as like a Christmas special kind of thing. And, you know, you can listen to it over the holidays. 
but I am not going to do my Bravo Weekly News episode. So I'm going to do that instead, but I'm going to, you know, take more time that weekend to, you know, spend with my family and all that. Um, But yes, I will have the, I'll give you something so that you have something. And that will be my, is it part, am I on part two or three? Three, I'm on part three. Part three of Richard's sister coming in hot. Okay. And I'm going to be covering um, in it. I've taken notes on Paris and Love on Kathy Hilton, which I think I mentioned on the last episode, um, or at least maybe on my Patreon, I mentioned it. So I'll be talking about that as well, um, because there's some really interesting stuff in there also that I think helps kind of like paint the picture. So I hope you all enjoyed this week, and I hope everyone has a safe, healthy, you know, as least stressful and chaotic week as possible leading up to the holidays. I hope you're all winding down not having to work as much. And if you are, I hope listening to this made it a little more bearable. (laughs) So have a great holidays, everyone. And I will see you one more time before Christmas to talk about those Richard sisters. Until next time, you are now in the know for everything Bravo. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers, or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.